Well, hey, youth, welcome back to Youth After Dark. We're so glad that you're joined with us. My name is Nick here with my wife, Brooke, and we are joined with Pastor Brian. We just got done wrapping up our Confronting Compromise series. It was amazing. Tonight, Pastor Brian spoke on repentance. We're going to get a little bit more into that in just a second. But tonight was also Boys vs. Girls Night. Yes. Oh, yeah. Who and won? I have to say, the boys took it um, by a landslide, if we're being honest. Y'all are taller, though, so you could have... Yeah, but I would say <laughs> that the girls on their end were, like, had the noodles, like, literally over, like, the can, so you couldn't get it in, and we were still... No, nah, that that was true. I, I saw it. It was goaltending. Yeah. Uh, I didn't say anything. I probably should have, but it still won. But so the guys still I have won. to say, even though the girls were doing that... Julie tried to say the guys were cheating. I'm just saying, take that as you will. <laughs> True. So, you know, we got the footage. That's it. We got the footage. So, we boys versus girls night. It was amazing. Tonight, we wrapped up confronting compromise. Mm. Part four, I believe yeah, it was. Yeah, Brooke, what was your favorite part of the message? <laughs> Come on. Go ahead. Tell um, us, Brooke. So, the part where you talked about repentance yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Whole, that yeah. was the whole thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah and then you told that funny story i don't know if it was funny more uh, sad <laughs> Dang it. people were kind of crying this, yeah <laughs> no i'm kidding i, just, yeah. uh, I was like <laughs> i just took a shot the, the street preacher <laughs> brooke didn't listen to my message i was occupied doing something yeah. that's fine yeah yeah i i will listen tomorrow yeah we, have, sure. we have a one-year-old who is requires 24 7 that's attention. true that's true. Anyways, you get, you get it was great. It was great. Yeah. <laughs> no, but it was good. Um, you know, it's funny. You're talking about repentance and talking about how repentance is a change of direction. Yes. Repentance is uh, going in a different direction. It is something that uh, should instill gratitude mm-hmm. and thankfulness because you are going after what you want and you get to uh, turn and go towards what God wants, and what yeah. God wants is better. And so uh, repentance, I, I mentioned a street preacher that I saw in Sydney, and, uh, you know, basically that's usually that idea we get of repentance. Yeah. Someone's screaming at you, you know, and I really think repentance is something that is celebrated, it's something yeah. that, like, man, that's awesome that I get to change direction mm-hmm. and literally follow after what God has for me. God knows better. His ways are better. And so repentance is something that I think, um, you know, should instill that yeah. fullness and gratitude. What, like, what would you say, because I remember when I was, like, a young Christian, I used to think this, and I feel like we probably have some students here that might think that too, but what would you say to the people that, like their view of repentance is basically just being like, God, I'm sorry that I sinned. Yeah, and that's then, And then they don't really change the direction or really make a practical change. And yeah. then it just happens and they, the cycle just kind of continues. It's so good. We were walking to uh, Blue Plate last night. Yeah. Love Blue Plate. Yeah, we were getting, uh, they have like dinners that you can get. It's like family dinners once a week. Yeah. It's so like that you can go there. So we were walking down the road and Isla was on her scooter. You, you all know the street that, uh, you know, that we're coming down mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and it's kind of like a hill. And I'm like, I like get out of the road. Yeah. You know, there's cars coming. She's like, sorry, daddy. And she just kept going. No. Yeah. And I'm like, get out of the road. <laughs> sorry. Know, like, I'm but she to, said, sorry. Sorry. Yeah, can yeah, hear so, you. She's like, sorry, daddy. Like, no. Yeah. And so I think a lot of times, though, people think that idea of repentance of, well, I'm sorry. So I'm good. Yeah. Like, yeah. you know, repentance is more than 
saying sorry. Mm. You know what I mean? Like repentance is that. And, and that's what I hope was talked about in Cruz was, hey, how, how do I practically go like, hey, I don't want to live this way anymore. And some of the things that I kind of talked to crew leaders about was, you know, getting in community, asking for encouragement, asking for prayer, yeah. getting into the word. Like it's not just stop doing something. It's you're literally turning and going in a direction. So there's something else in yeah. that direction. Mm. What does that mean? And so let, let's take your language, the words that you speak is you're not just not speaking anymore. It's what are you going to speak? Mm. Yeah. Right. I got a, a, a mouth where I, I, you know, I cuss, I, I, I'm negative, I gossip. Now what am I going to speak? I'm going to speak hope. I'm going to speak encouragement. I'm going to, you know, speak the word of God. And so that's what repentance is. It's not just, hey, I'm stopping. It's, hey, I'm starting. Yeah. And so uh, I think practically speaking is getting in community, getting in your crew, yeah. talking to people. You know, the, the word says confess your sins so you could be healed yeah. um, to each other. And so if you have somebody in your world that you trust that you can just go, hey, I missed the mark here. I messed mm-hmm. up. That's not the way that I want to live. We always say it, accountability is from the inside out, mm-hmm. meaning it's not from the outside yeah. in where someone's like, I'm going to keep you accountable. No yeah. Like, yeah. yeah, nobody can force accountability yeah. on you. And so I think just real practically speaking, you know, the, to wrap the series, compromise of, hey, we want to be people of conviction. Mm-hmm. We don't want to compromise. Yeah. We want to follow what God has for us. But we're not perfect. We do mess up. We do make mistakes. And the key in that is repentance mm. i'm gonna yeah. follow after what god has yeah. for me that's awesome mm-hmm. and we were even just talking before uh we started recording you said that tonight we're actually going to talk a little bit about just the culture of youth yes <sighs> we got to talk youth culture yeah Love really the heart culture. behind this is yeah. students who want to be a leader students mm-hmm. who want to when they graduate stick around and lead a crew and be a youth leader and come to summer camp and help Which, carry the culture who doesn't want to do that right, <laughs> right. <laughs> Who doesn't want to be a ledge? <laughs> what? <laughs> I mean, up. Oh, come on, I tried on, to Nick. catch it. I tried to catch oh, it. Was that my water? Here, I got you. I got you. I got you. Oh, you don't have to worry about it, man. All right. He's just going to do it anyway. What a guy. You know. There's really none better than Nick. If you're listening, I dropped the water and Nick picked it up. <laughs> Thank you, Nick. Come on. Um, come on. <laughs> so let's, all, let's, let's all compliment let's me. Let's spend a few minutes What else that? do you like? What's your favorite feature of mine? There is youth culture right there. <laughs> Filling gaps. If there's an issue, you step in. Yeah. That's, great. That's, it. That's um, great. No, tonight, uh, let's just be honest. Let's Can just I be, be honest? honest. I love honesty. Well, you're just talking about honesty. Honesty is the best policy. Mm. Honesty is the best policy. Tonight, the vibe was a little bit off. Yeah. Vibe was low tonight. Was Man, there was low. an energy and an excitement. And I always say you could have a culture that I always say, everybody always says it. You can either have a culture by default or by design. Mm. Yeah. Our youth culture is by design. Yeah. Our youth culture uh, is created so that when students walk in, no matter what kind of week they had, no matter what, they got bad grades at school, whether they got bullied all week, they come to youth, they get built up, they get encouraged, yeah. get life spoken into them. They have a leader in their world that is here on Wednesday night going, hey, I'm going to pray for you during worship. I'm going to encourage you during crew. I'm going to hang out with you during hang time. Yeah. That's youth culture. Yeah. And there's a level of excitement. There's an expectancy that God is going to work and move. We're not just showing up here on a Wednesday night because mm. we don't have anything better to do. Yeah. We're showing up because we want to see the Holy Spirit yeah. of the living God. God, move and that's why we show up and Amen. as a youth leadership team we carry that yeah. we carry that culture and so i think it will be cool just for a few mi- moments minutes to dig into youth culture yeah, yeah. 
Um, we do have to get to the Q and A at one point though, because sure. um, some juicy questions. Very, very juicy. How questions. do you differentiate legalism and holiness? Ooh. I love that. Is such I want to know who asked that. That's I crazy. That. I know who asked it. Well done. <laughs> well, such a question. Done. We love the questions. Make sure yeah. you're texting in the questions. Yeah, and I don't always look at who asked, but I did this time because I said that's a great question. I need yeah. to know. I need to know who asked this question because it's so good. But anyway, um, you guys obviously have like. Um, been a part of youth forever. <laughs> yeah, Brooke literally has been literally more literally. than half my life at this point. Nah, I don't know if that's true. Maybe. What did you say? More than half my life. No, what did you say, Nick? What did you? Literally, literally, literally. Like but uh, um, that's so random. Yeah, you've been here and sold out since I was what fourteen. Fourteen years old, yeah. and now I'm twenty-one. So. <laughs> <laughs> I've only been We're here. just talking about being old, so I've only been here for I three hate years, being old. It feels like it feels I'm like only it's been 16, so I've been here for like what two years. <laughs> I'm so dead. I'm so dead. No, but seriously, yeah, like that's a long time. Yeah. yeah. So let's just say this: like leaders cultivate culture. Mm. Yeah, that's what we do. Um, we are culture carriers. We come in, and us as a leadership team, there's like about 55, 60 youth leaders here, graduated young adults Crazy. here on a Wednesday night. And it's on us to show up and be like, hey, we're going to cultivate and carry this culture. So, like, language. Like, language leads thinking. And so, uh, you know, an example is, like, when we, at the end of youth, we're like, hey, we don't say invite a friend. We say bring a friend. Yeah. Like, bring them. Don't just say, hey, let's yeah. come to youth. Like, hey, actually bring your friends yeah. out to youth. Us as a leadership team, we carry that culture of excellence that's within the DNA of our church, of a youth ministry we see lives change. Yeah. yeah. And a lot of people can just go like, oh, it's a youth. No, like, lives are changed just yeah. because they're young. Yeah. yeah. Doesn't mean middle schoolers and high schoolers don't deserve excellence. Like, yeah. We're going to carry that spirit. Yeah. Encouragement. One of the biggest things for me is that students feel lifted up. They feel mm -hmm. built up. There can literally be a culture of encouragement. Yeah. yeah. Of, like, when you walk in, people are just nice to you. They're kind. Yeah. They show compassion empathy, love, man, like you walk in, it doesn't matter if it's the shoes you're wearing yeah. or the words that you spoke or, or a grade that you got or out whatever happened on the sports field. Like we carry a culture of encourage, we carriage, encourage each other in the Lord. Yeah. Yeah. What God yeah. has spoken over us and the promises of God on our lives. Freedom is probably the biggest thing for me. Mm. Mm. This culture of freedom was probably the most difficult. We laugh now, but there was a song ages ago, not that long ago, called Running. Oh. We are running, running, chasing after all that you are. And you would, you'd run back and forth. Yeah, we are running. Because all that I, uh, I think Nick, I said. You weren't even here when we did that. No, but I, I think I think most churches did that yeah. song. Yeah. It's an incredible uh, song. I don't care fun. what anybody says. Uh, oh, no one said it was a bad song. We were at Hillsong. Oh, I would literally see like 80-year-old, 90-year-old women just no, no, running no, no, across no. the auditorium. Well, like, this is amazing. <laughs> <laughs> this is amazing. I love this. I bring that song up because like even youth praise and worship, ha creating that culture, like, mm -hmm. like I was just saying, of expectancy, yeah. of believing that God is going to move, of believing that the Holy Spirit is going to speak, of people pressing in, worshiping God because he's worthy of worship, being a generation of worship. Like, that is a culture um, of, of freedom there, of yeah. that, like, you can lift your hands, you can sing. Like, you don't need to have insecurity and barriers up that is not allowing you to press in. Like, when you yeah. walk in here on a Wednesday night, I want you to feel, like, actually freedom uh, is something that is, like, 
you're living it out. Yes. Yeah. It's, it's a, creating a culture of freedom in Jesus that's being lived out in real time. Yeah. yeah. So it's not just like, oh, this is some like thing that's out there that's a theoretical principle. It's like, no, like we're going to live this principle out of like, no, you know what? God loves me. God's for me. Mm. What he, He's validated me. He accepts me and approves me because of the blood of Jesus Christ. And so, guess what? I'm gonna live it out. Yeah. I'm gonna live it out. I'm gonna, I, other people, what they think doesn't define me. He's defined me. He's created me. And so, when I show up, I can have fun. I can jump around. I can dance. I can act a fool. It's okay. If people think, you know what? You look silly right now. That's yeah. okay. That's okay. Yeah, I know who I am in Christ. And us as a leadership team, we carry that. Mm. You know, we jump around doing praise and worship. Mm. We're down front. We're getting involved in tribal wars. We're chanting during tribal wars. We're dancing. Yeah. We're carrying on. That's what we do. Yeah. Uh, we celebrate. You replicate what you celebrate. So we're going to celebrate students who bring a friend. Mm-hmm. We're going to celebrate students who consistently show up. We're going to celebrate students who are in the word. We're going to celebrate students who pray. We're yeah. going to celebrate people. Like I think that's one of the biggest things now is like we, our culture is so, how do I say this, negative, mm. yeah. critical, yeah. cynical, perfect word. Um, we're going to celebrate people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, we're going to choose to see the best in people. And so, like, that's in our culture, though. Like, we're just celebrating people. We're giving people high fives. We're pumping them up. We're encouraging yeah. them. That's what we do. Creating an environment. Uh, again, that's uh, 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 the culture in which we set. And we got vision. Introducing disciple. Yeah. We want to reach thousands of young people for Jesus. We're not going to apologize for it. Yeah. Like, those are lives. Those are families. Those are generations. Those are people real people with real stories. And so I am unapologetically going to be like, yo, we want to reach all of Clearview for Jesus. We're going to reach all of Pittman for Jesus. We're going to reach all of Township. I don't know why Township came to my mind. For Jesus. Mm. Like, that's what we're about. And so we encourage students to bring. I don't care if you got saved yesterday. Like, okay, God saved your soul. Now dig into the word, get your roots, build your foundation, but know that God can use you right where you're at. Know that you'll never be perfect. You'll never have it all together, but continue to stand on the righteousness of Christ and God will use you where you're at. And so that's what we believe for students. That's what we believe for leaders. And so that's like the real basic culture of our youth ministry is like we are passionate about reaching people for Jesus, introduce and disciple. It's the mission of our church. It's the mission of our youth ministry. Yeah. I love that. I, it's funny. I think sometimes uh, me and Brooke will just be like sitting around and I'll like scroll through and I'll see like old photos from youth, like whether it was us at the point and bless you, whether it's like us at the point or like I even uh, just recently came across the uh, it was a picture of our first night in this building. And it's funny because we had the pipe and drape up. Yeah. And it's so funny because like I remember that night being like, well, like this is groundbreaking. Like, you know, we're in the new building, but like we outgrew the pipe and drape so quick. And it's just funny to like see the growth of us as a youth ministry, which like the, like the numbers is not the main goal or like, you know, you know what I mean? But just like having like that culture, that is a, you know, byproduct of it. Yeah. Listen, every, every number has a name. Yeah. It's not the goal the number in and of itself. Yeah. It's not about that. Yeah. It's about reaching people for Jesus though. And understanding that behind those numbers are stories Mm -hmm. behind those numbers are names Mm -hmm. behind those numbers are, you know, students who 
were lost were, you know, maybe an addiction, maybe having anxiety, maybe yeah. having a fear, real life experience. And so, you know, when I see, you know, students come in and worship Jesus and whether it's a, a big crowd or a small crowd, like God values that, God mm-hmm. sees them. And so I'm going to get excited about it. I'm going to pray for it. And I want to show up to youth expecting that God is going to move. Yeah. You know, and that's what it's always about. That's awesome. Anyway, I just need to get that out. We can get to the Q&A. But I, I want to talk more in the coming weeks about youth culture. I want to dig into to some of them um, just because I kind of just highlighted it and went right through real quick. Yeah. But I really think, and I think you guys could speak to it more too. I didn't really prep them on this. I was like, hey, I think I'm going to talk about youth culture like five <laughs> minutes ago. Just go with it. And so uh, that's my fault. But <laughs> I... <laughs> I really do want to talk a lot about this, and for students who are listening, and even leaders who are listening, I want us to have that culture, that DNA, you know, what we're about. When we show up on a Wednesday night, like, we carry a certain spirit and culture with us when we show up. Yeah. Love it. I was just going to say one last thing is that, like, obviously there's tons of youth ministries around. One thing that I, I love about ours is that our youth ministry Like, you and Pastor April have a vision for a youth ministry. Mm -hmm. And even though, like, we cheer on other youth ministries, like, we're not searching, you know what I'm saying, for, like, how do we do things from other youth ministries. Like, you have a culture, you have a vision that um, obviously is kind of trickled down of Pastor Jesse's vision for our church as a whole. 100%. And, you know, from there we're just kind of running with it. Yeah, and and it's not to say, like, you know, me and Brooke came from Hillsong and, like, obviously, like, a lot of that ministry model within their youth ministry was definitely influential for me. I thought youth ministry was awesome there. Had yeah. a great time. Yeah. Loved it. I was actually just, uh, April was looking through um, my Instagram. I remember uh, one of my YDG, RDG, it was RDG, RDG students, uh, Jackie. Uh, he got baptized. Yeah. And uh, a youth leader there, Jesse, he always used to play ping pong. I was playing students in ping pong tonight. I totally missed it. It yeah. was awesome. So much fun. <laughs> but one of the youth leaders commented and was like, uh, the table tennis. Uh, or he said, beatings in table tennis led him to the waters. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> That's oh, yeah. amazing. I love youth ministry. I love it. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> if you call it table tennis, you're on a, you're on an upper echelon of yeah, scale. Right? Yeah, 100%. Yeah. I thought it was great. Um, table tennis. All right. Let's oh, that was it. There was one other oh. thing I want to talk about repentance with. Because the question that we usually get is, like, if I sin and I die before I repent of that sin, what happens? If repentance is such a critical, important thing to the Christian life, meaning, like, Jesus calls us to, like, repent and believe, repent and be baptized. Like, repentance is, you know, turning away from your sin and after Jesus. Um, There's positional repentance an active repentance. Positional repentance is when you said yes to Jesus, when you were like, hey, I've messed up. Uh, I need his grace. I need his mercy. Your past, present, future sins all forgiven right then and there. You are uh, justified and saved, made righteous in the eyes of God. Um, and then, So that's positional repentance, but then there's there's active repentance, and so that's the continual, let's just say that's like sanctification, that's the outworking of that salvation, it's the outworking of that positional repentance, and so I've gotten that question before, and so I just wanted to bring clarity to that, mm-hmm. I think in my message tonight, you could kind of be like, oh my gosh, you know, repentance, that's, that's pretty intense, but yeah. I wanted to bring some clarity to that of positional and active repentance, but let's get to the Q&A, we're running Q&A. out of time. 
Hey, guys, make sure you're sending your questions in. We're going to have the number listed down below like we always do. Send them in, and maybe we'll answer them. You never know. First question, how do you differentiate legalism and holiness? Great Ooh. question. Like I said, very astute. Yeah. Before I get into this, holiness is important. Yeah. Personal holiness is something that we value. Um, let me, we talked about repentance tonight. So we obviously value that. I think what this person is, the, the question they're asking is somebody has drifted into legalism and they've thrown a sticker on it that says, no, I'm just being holy. Yeah. They, they, they've really looked into scripture and they see the effects, the cause, the sin, and they're like, oh, God hates sin, you know? And so, and so that they've kind of drifted from what that whole, the perfect example of this in scripture, obviously is the Pharisees. Yeah. Now I think what people miss is like, they were the "Quote unquote holy ones the religious of the teachers, day, yeah. Yeah, yeah, the religious people, and so they also had that religious spirit to them. Mm-hmm. I want to give two kind of thoughts here. One, pretty simple. One needs a little bit more nuance. A drift into legalism that's not holiness. I think one of the key indicators of you're drifting into legalism out of holiness is that other people's sins bother you more than your own. And so that means that you're just looking at everybody else Mm. and it's, I can't believe they said that they do that. They were over there. They were pictured with them, blah, 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 blah. Mm. And there is never any self-reflection in your life of going, Hey, what sin do I need to repent? of? What do I need to ask for forgiveness more? And it's become more about everybody else and less about you. Mm. The second part, I kind of said this, and you see that so much in, in scripture of being whitewashed tombs and it's all about the outward appearance and it's not about the inward heart, which I would say is kind of a, a part part B to that answer is that, you know, it, it becomes more about the act and less about the position of the heart. Mm-hmm. The second thing I would say, you're just looking so intently at him <laughs> in that water bottle. Like, are you good, mate? <laughs> like, I was like, okay? I got so distracted because I'm like, <laughs> the way he was like, I don't know. That really distracted me. Okay. Is there a better way to do it? No, I don't know. I just Before, could not yeah, look next away. Before, week, we're going to get you a coffee. <laughs> like a proper coffee. She's fading quick. She's fading look, quick. I, I'm not fading, all right? I'm just, I got no jokes today. <laughs> she spent them all last week. <laughs> I was on fire get last week. some fresh material, bro. All right. <laughs> <laughs> all right, a little bit more nuance here. Pastor Jesse mentioned it in his preach on Sunday, and that's kind of where I was like, wow. He was just talking about how the gospel needs to get into every area, every sphere of life and culture. And I think that is a brilliant thing. You can kind of trend from that holiness into legalism when you're starting to look at at every aspect of culture outside of your little Christian bubble. That's like, oh, that's wrong, and that's sinful, and that's messed up. And, oh, my gosh, there's, there's... There is... This is this is tough to articulate here, so bear with me here. People who are not Christians can make beautiful things because they are intrinsically value and have worth and were created in the image of God. Yeah. Okay, so this is where there's nuance. Mm. That doesn't mean that you just like, then it's like, oh, green light to listen to, I don't know who's a famous rapper right now. ASAP right. Rocky. Yeah. Is that a rapper? Yeah. ASAP. Yeah. Kendrick it, Lamar. Kendrick Lamar. J. Cole. Right. J. Drake. Cole. Adrian King. <laughs> oh my gosh. He did not. That's him. He did not. <laughs> it's, it's, a he, it's a joke. Leanna said, I literally know. Leanna's like, we're going to cut that. It doesn't matter. <laughs> I just. <laughs> 
It's just off the dome. I mean, it's comfortable. Uh, also, I just, I just need. <laughs> I just, your face just did not only, only like <laughs> 10 people will get that. They'll just be like, who? I just need to point out really, really, really quick is that last week we were talking about Leanna and you said like, oh, I always say her name wrong. And then literally three seconds later, you said Liana. <laughs> and I'm like, no. you just said I'm it sorry. wrong. Anyway, it's funny. Anyway, Liana. 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 <laughs> he goes, anyway, Liana. <laughs> it's just our accent. It's the same Tomatoes, way we say tomatoes. Shannon and like oh. Hannah. Water. He hates the way I like speak. When I say banana, he loses his mind. <laughs> what do you, how do you say banana? Banana. banana. <laughs> he sa- banana. I, no, I say banana and how does Nick say it? Banana. He says banana. Like, banana. Oh. Hannah. I want Lottie. Indiana. This is my favorite part of the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> this right here, this, this interaction. This could be a whole podcast this is what right I'm here. here for. Yeah, Every time I say I'm banana, he goes, banana. <laughs> like, I don't. And Mario. All right, we won't get oh, it. Right, we're going to wrap. I don't want to go too long here. Yeah, not um, too long. To, to articulate it. <laughs> yeah. I'm trying to catch my. Like I said, there's so much nuance in this. Mm. Yeah. Where I'm like. Oh, the, the rappers. Yeah, the rappers. So yeah, that yeah. it's not just like. Oh, that everything's amazing. like there's just some straight garbage out there. Yeah, that like you just pr- like you know for your own spirit. Like if it causes you to stumble, mess up, sin. Look. I'm an island boy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, that just popped in my head. That that would be considered like or Cardi. I meant like garbage, like in, in a spiritual <laughs> sense. But like island boy is is incredible. I don't care what anybody it? says. I don't even know? know what that is. Uh, it's like <laughs> a song. I don't, I don't know I how to explain know. these two guys. They're different. <laughs> But if you can't look into culture and society and go, man, I believe in the redemptive power of Jesus Christ in these areas, and I want Christians in these areas, and I believe that God can work and move in these areas, and you've just drifted towards it's all about, you know, rules, regulations, people doing this, saying that, Mm. and it's no longer about redemption and, like, the gospel getting preached and people getting saved, and it's it's now, quote-unquote, holiness yeah um part of holiness is an outward love Mm. an outward like you can't say god like god is holy Mm. god is the standard of holiness yet god sent his only son into a sinful and broken world and so you don't get to go well that's just we're holy we're different we're no like our standard of holiness is god i told you there's nuance in this Mm -hmm. and we're getting a little into the weeds here but I, I think that's one of the things when you drift into legalism and you throw a sticker of holiness on it and you're just looking at everything as sinful, wrong, disgusting, and you can't realize that people are intrinsically valued, created in the image of God, and what they're creating is from the creator. It's the idea that there is sacred in the secular. And I know secular means like out of, with no God, but work with me here, like I said, like within society. Like there is sacred things because people are created in the image of God. And like I said, that's not a license to be like, everything goes. That's not what I'm saying. Yeah. But what I'm saying is, is like if, if your view on everything else is that everything else is disgusting, wrong, and terrible, I would say you might be drifting into legalism. Mm. Wow. That's good. There was a lot there. There was a lot. <laughs> question two. Okay. Can one. we just also, I always get question two, and it's always this. <laughs> the, like, I, I, the lighthearted one. Okay. Question two. I'm not even see question two. I already know what it is. Dirty vans or dirty Air Force Ones? Brooks Profound me today. question. Uh, dirty vans. Okay, no. 
Yeah, so I feel like this is tough for me because you barely wear Vans. Well, because I come like Virginia Beach, like everyone rocks Vans, and I always. But you're not from Virginia Beach. I am from Virginia Beach. Stop it! Stop it! She's she's trying to expose me. (laughs) I only wear I only wear those hats. Now I only wear designer. No, but see now, like I always wear like the. The Air Force Ones are just a classic. I've never not worn Air Force Ones. Too, I, I, I have one. I've been wanting to get a pair of white Air Force Ones. It's been Oy. on my list. I yeah. think I want a new ones because these are just dirty. Yeah. So you are dirty Vans then? You don't like dirty Air Force Ones? Oh, there, wait. There's nothing. There's nothing. No, like I a, only wear dirty The new Air, Air Force Ones, like when they're clean white out of the box, they look so good. So yeah. good. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. Like Vans age better. Like I, oh, yeah, if for you're sure. wearing a, a fresh oh, pair of Vans, yeah. for sure. no, no bueno. Pete, you're with me here. Yeah. That's yeah. a crusty Vans. That's it. Yeah. Who knows? Okay. Yeah, I would say that. Yeah, Vans definitely stand the test of time. Absolutely. Yeah. Here we go. This is the last question. A good one. Spicy. Spicy. Super spice. Oof. <laughs> um, we got two minutes here. Does the Bible stance on pro-life include those born from assault or rape? Two minutes to answer this question. Yes, we are pro-life. Mm-hmm. Um, I am pro-life. Yep. I think this is more of a gotcha question than anything. Yep. Mm. Um, yeah. Less than 2% of abortions happen from rape or assault. Mm. So 98% of abortions are outside of this. I say this is one of those gotcha questions because I've been in conversations before mm. with people about, like, being pro-life yep. and about, like, I think abortion is morally wrong. Yep. I think people have, like I was saying, intrinsic value, worth, created in the image yeah. of God. Yeah. And so... Uh, well, then they throw, well, what about rape? What about assault? Right. And, and, and in that case, I'm just going to be like, uh, okay, let's say, fine. We're, we're, you can have those two. Yeah. Can we then outlaw abortion? Of course they're going to say no. Yeah. Because it's just a gotcha question. Yeah. Because once they realize that 98% of abortions are outside of that, that, that it's just a, it's a, what do you call it? A, a red hair. Is it a, it's, it's, it's an argument that's not. Actually, yeah. legitimate. Right. They're yeah. just trying to throw it at you, and so um, you know, do two mo- two wrongs make a right? Do no. two wrongs make a right? No, no. Um, and then why would we punish the child for the sins of the father? Yeah, yeah exactly. And so uh, I know it's difficult, and I know, like I said, we have only a few seconds here to answer this question. But leading with compassion and empathy is a massive thing. Yeah. And so I don't think, like, we should be on a street corner, like, screaming at people at abortion clinics who are, like, having, like, a rough time already and already probably maybe feel guilt and condemnation and shame. Yeah. And so I think leading with love and compassion and empathy is, like, massive for Christians. Yeah. Um, I had an experience like that kind of, like, in high school when someone, like, told me, like, they had an abortion and it was, like, they were struggling. And that really has, like, like like I said, I'm pro-life. Yeah. I believe that abortion is wrong and sinful and I think people should have the, the, the right to live, yeah. you yeah. know, yeah. but also like seeing that experience of being like, man, this is really rough mm. and there's a lot of guilt, a lot of condemnation, a lot of shame. And, uh, and so I think just being pro-life means you lead with love mm. and you yeah. lead, you know, knowing that their life is valuable and, you know, the child's life is valuable. Yeah. And so I want to, I want to be a person of compassion, love and forgiveness. And so yeah. it's yeah. a great question. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we're, we're pro-life. Yeah. yeah. That's awesome. That was perfectly and perfectly said. basically in the time. Well, hey, youth, <laughs> that's going to pretty much wrap it up for us tonight. Youth After Dark episode. What are we in now? Four or five? Wait, we didn't talk about Jay. This was five. Well, <laughs> <laughs> we did it. And then I know, but we have to every podcast. Okay, we love you. Hey, <laughs> next week, 
7th. May the 4th, Star yeah, Wars they, night. They didn't announce it. They just like, Star Wars night. And it's like, yeah. no, it's May It's May 4th. It's May the 4th. May the 4th. May the 4th. That's 4th why it's Star Wars. Be you. Yeah, May the 4th. Yes. Or, or it could be Justin Timberlake. May the 4th. Oh, no. Justin Timberlake. It's going to be gonna May. Be That's yeah, my kids favorite. Kids don't know NSYNC these days. They know Justin Timberlake. Barely. Um. Okay, oh, next week, May 4th, Star Wars night. It's going to be amazing. We're kicking off our new series, Foundations. Oy. It's going to be amazing. Make sure that you're in church on Sunday, 9 a.m., 11 a.m., 1 p.m., and make sure you're back here next week for youth. And then Thursday morning, Youth After Dark, episode six. This one's five. Next episode is six. Don't get confused. Youth, we love you. We'll see you next week. Be blessed. Hey church, True North Youth is happening on Wednesday nights right here at our Mullica Hill campus at 7 o'clock. It's from 7 to 8.30 and we really want to cultivate an environment of just relationships and encouragement right here at youth. So no matter where your student finds themselves during the week, whether they have a, a good week at school or a t bad week at school where they're struggling in sports or wherever they may find themselves, they can come in on a Wednesday night and experience some encouragement, some hope, some peace that they can come in during praise and worship and have a God encounter. And we really believe that when they come into youth on a Wednesday night, they're gonna leave change, empowered and encouraged. So we would love to host your students here at youth seven o'clock right here at our Mullica Hill campus. We would love to see them out.